Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good whenever you are listening to this. I am once again, as always, Tim from Ski Rex Media, and this is the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today we have a repeat person. We have a repeat guest, and we're going to see that a couple times this season because there's people I like, there's people I know the audience likes, and we can get all kinds of new stuff. We talked this year to somebody. It's going to be different than what we talked about last year. Maybe some crossover stuff. Sure. Maybe. Why not? There'll be a little bit of crossover, of course. People get nostalgic in conversations, obviously. But before we get to that, let me give a shout out to my home mountain, as I do at the beginning of the podcast this season, because the podcast this season is brought to you in part by Whaleback Mountain in Enfield, New Hampshire. That's right. Just minutes away from the Ski Rex Media HQ, Whaleback Mountain, one of the most accessible ski mountains that I've ever been to. It has its own exit off of I-89. The mountain practically sits on the interstate. You could see it. You could jump the guardrail and you're in their parking lot all kinds of different terrain for a small mountain some natural some groomed some lit some not some trees everything you could ever want in a small packet and it's wonderful and it has a wonderful price they got you covered on rentals lessons whatever you want as katie mcnall said the head of their ski school it's a microcosm of all the things you could learn at any ski mountain anywhere it is wonderful you know i love that place you know i've been spending time at that place over the summer if you've been following me on social media head to whaleback mountain get up there this winter You'll enjoy it. I always enjoy it. Please check it out. I love them. They love me. It's a big loving relationship. Whaleback Mountain. Ski it to believe it. And now we have returning for the third time, one of only two people who's been on the Ski Rex Media podcast three times, and she shared an episode with the other one. That's Brian from the Highfalutin Ski Bums podcast. Wendy Clinch, the Ski Diva. How are you doing, Wendy? I am doing fine, and I am so honored to have be a three-time returnee. I, I had I had no idea that I was in such a elevated an elevated status, and I, I appreciate your your having me on. You and you're very welcome, and, and I appreciate you being here again, as I have in the past. Yes. You are not only a three-peat, but I think last season your episode was the most popular, the most downloaded. Wow, I win Miss Popularity. You do. <laughs> you absolutely win the Miss Popularity. I'm going to have to run with that. For that. You know, I'm like definitely you... going to have to run with that bit. That's I amazing. Think so. I think that, so. is, <laughs> that is awesome. So since Wendy is so popular and she knows what she's talking about, which I very rarely do. We're going to get into a couple things with Wendy. We're going to talk about preseason like we did uh, the other day with the East Coast Ski Chat people. We're going to talk about a few things. We're just going to get into things and see where we end up. Now, the, the last time Wendy was here solo, that episode ran for an hour and a half. Oh, my God, um, not today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, we're going to be a little bit more, I, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but we're not going to go an hour and a half. Inside. Yeah, exactly. Then again. Then again, <laughs> but then again, I've had episodes where with interviews with people like, oh yeah, it'll be 15, 20, like yep. a short one. And yep. then it goes for an hour. So it, it all, it happens, but that's all right. So let's start out, Wendy, how you doing? How's your summer doing? We were just saying before I started recording, the summer is slow. It's slow for now, Ski Rex Media. It's slow for been, Ski My summer has been very busy, not with okay. skiing stuff, but it's been busy. I, it, Every year when ski season is over, it seems like an eternity, you know, all this time stretching out before ski season is going to crank up a bit. But I've been pretty busy, been doing some traveling, a lot of biking, um, you know, just just busy. So 
Um, I'm getting ready to go on a trip to Ireland. I've never been to Ireland before. So that's coming up and it seems like a nice way to close out the summer. And uh, then we're gonna start, you know, start, it'll be uh, fall and the leaves will be changing here in Vermont. It'll be beautiful. And then we're gonna be skiing. So it'll be here before we know it. It certainly will. Now, Ireland, that sounds like a good time. I uh, I know we have a few Ski-Rex Media fans. I shouldn't say a few, maybe one or two over there in Ireland. And oh, that's a, and a, great. Hello, I'm coming. <laughs> absolutely. Welcome, yeah. Wendy. Um, I don't think they have any of the indoor ski centers there, but just across the way in the UK, they do. They so. do, and they have them in... Uh, I, I was on a biking trip once, and I biked by one in the Netherlands. And um, it's quite a sight to see. You know, it's totally flat in the Netherlands, and there's this big log. It looks almost like a like a ski jump, but not quite. Um, just rising out of the flat terrain there, and it's pretty interesting. I think the indoor places are great. Um, everybody knows I, you know, talk up the place in New Jersey. And the last time yes. we talked, you were like not going down there, and I was like, I get it. I also lived in New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> and a number of uh, there's been a lot of talk on on the forum lately on the Ski Diva forum of women who are planning to uh, go down there and have a Ski Diva meetup. Oh, nice. And if I had not just come back from New Jersey visiting family, I would have considered it. But going down there again, it's just, I just can't take the Garden State Parkway twice in one summer. But um, yeah, um, I think it's great. People seem to really love it. And um, I think that might be a trend that you're going to see more of in the, in the years to come. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think it's great. Modern marvels to be sure. I'm yes. pretty sure you talked to John Emery as well, right? I did. I did. I interviewed him for the Ski Diva blog. Very interesting. Um, and has a lot of great ideas and uh, he seems full of uh, great plans and um, wants to move forward in other locations. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. That that first Alpine X uh, uh, hill down there in Fa uh, not Fairbanks, but um, Fairfax, Virginia. Yep. Um, it, it, it sounds awesome. The every all the the the, the mock-ups and stuff look great. The way he yep. talks about it, it's great. I talked to him too. Uh, we talked all about the technology, his hopes for the future. Um, yep. I suggested, I was like, if you open one in Vegas, call me. I'll be there in two seconds flat. Yeah. It'll, I said, I told him, I was like, open it right next to that Raiders stadium. There's got to be a place. They're <laughs> forever knocking stuff down over there. So, right. but who knows? Um, but he said it's not out of the question. So that's kind of awesome. So yeah. going to... Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going you're heading out to Ireland doing that thing. Shout out to our Irish brothers and sisters over there. Then you're coming back and you're right. We're getting into fall, getting into the preseason. How are you getting ready? Like you said, you were biking, so, well, and no, that's a I, big thing. I'm the kind of person. I think I, I really don't understand people who um, just get ready and become active before ski season starts because I think it's so important to be active all year round and to keep your body in shape all year round. And if you do that, if you have a regular program, then you then, you know, just getting ready for ski season isn't that much of a variant on what you've already been doing. <clears throat> so I do a lot of biking, I do weights. Um, oh, I do, yeah, something you have to do, especially a lot of women, because, um, you know, I'm slight and I'm prone to, I have osteopenia, which is a um, affects your bones and makes them 
um, more brittle and you, you know, as we age or whatever, you know, not even, I mean, younger people can have it too, but one of the ways to prevent that is by resistance training or weights. So I always make sure to include weights in my routine and that's important. Strength building is important for skiing too. So, you know, you want to get your cardio in, you want to get your, your, um, muscle conditioning in. And I think if you do these things all year, even during ski season, I do this sort of thing. I have weights in my basement and I go down and I do the weights. And um, in addition to skiing, I have, uh, during the pandemic, pandemic, a lot of people got in on these um, uh, like Peloton bikes. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? These interactive yeah. bikes. Yeah. Well, I got one, not a Peloton, a different brand. Um, and I do that even during ski season because you're using different muscles, you're building up your endurance. And, um, you know, I, I ski practically every day, every weekday, but I don't on the weekends. So on the weekends, I do the bike and, um, and the weights. So I'm trying to keep going with all that sort of fitness training all year round. So if you haven't started working out, you know, don't just do it for ski season. Do it for yourself and do it all year round. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep yourself in shape. You're going to feel so much better for it. Um, yeah. You know, some of us have been slacking. Um, yeah. Some of us need to call Abe Maynard back. If I don't know if any ski or X media podcast listeners remember when Abe was on the program, he runs the ski system. Um, skier based workout. Good guy. Check him out. Uh, awesome system. I started it, but now I'm coming back around where I, again, not only should you be working out to be ready, but you could also do that to avoid injury. I'm still finishing up uh, rehabbing a knee, so I'm ready. Right, and yoga too. Yoga is very, very good for um, keeping your muscles in conditions. I do yoga every day for half an hour. <laughs> I'm very busy in the morning. It's a good thing I get up early because um, I get up, I meditate for 15 minutes, which is good for your... Um, you know, your, your mood and your mind and your being there and your presence. And then I do yoga for half an hour. And um, so I'm very busy in the morning. <laughs> you certainly are. It almost sounds yeah. like you could do your whole, your whole own, well, uh, granted, you're not a professional, but a whole wellness thing. Is that well, going to show up on the Ski Diva? You have to take care of yourself. You do. You have to take care of yourself, especially if you want to avoid injury. And I, and I think meditation is a good way to get, you know, it's not only about getting your body in shape for ski season, but your mind in shape for ski season. Because um, yoga can, can, oh, not yoga, I'm sorry, meditation can, um, can help you have a presence of mind at the, on the mountain, like if you're nervous or if you're, um, if you're worried about things and you do these breathing techniques, it can give you a sense of calmness and can give you a, um, a sense of being there instead of being all scattered and jittery and everything. It helps calm you down. And you know that there are always situations that you need that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it helps you concentrate and focus on what you're doing, and that's important too. So I, I definitely recommend yoga, uh, yoga for your muscles, weight training for your muscles, and get your mind strengthened too. Do some meditation. And, uh, and I love it. Like I have to get back into yoga. I did it back in the day. Really enjoyed it. I need to start doing it again. Um, and there's so many ways to find it. Like some people have told me, like 
you know, maybe we'll get into ski cost again too, but they talk about the cost of going to the class. I'm like, there's totally ways around that. 100%. ways around that. There's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. And if you go to a few classes, get some of the moves, you know, you can kind of design your own, um, your own thing, which is pretty much what I did. It works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody. Some people (laughs) will need a lot of direction and that's fine, but um, I've been doing it for a long time. So I guess maybe, maybe that helps. It does experience like I'll say any I'll always say, you know, working with a trainer is a great thing. You'll actually learn what you're doing. But once you know, you know, yeah. you yeah. know, and the, you know, you know, yeah, if you know, you know, that's what the <laughs> kids are saying these days. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's awesome. And she's not wrong. Everybody get yourself mind, body, spirit, everything aligned. You'll do that much better. Lord knows yeah. if you're in shape, your technique gets better, too. Right. Like, Would you exactly. agree with that? It does. It does. And, you know, we're getting some of the buzz for the ski season going now. I know that in, uh, in Boston, there's going to be the ski show in, uh, in November, the end mm-hmm. of November, I guess it is. I don't know the exact dates, but it's the Snowbound Expo. Yep. And I know there are ski shows all over the place coming into fall, ski shows where a lot of resorts come and they, they let you know what they're doing for the coming year. And, um, gear companies are there. So it's a really good way to get your, get yourself all psyched up for the season. Um, ski swaps are going to start probably around Labor Day. Usually each year I publish a list of ski swaps in um, the Ski Diva on the forum. And um, it's, it's pretty useful. You can get a lot of great deals for the upcoming season at the swap. So that's going to be coming. Yeah, that's awesome. You're not wrong. And it's funny that you bring up the Boston Ski Show for a couple of reasons. Um, I have your, I have the SkiDiva.com for anybody who's looking to check it out. It's there. And on the side, there's a widget that has the forum, and it kind of scrolls on its own. Yeah. And uh, there's this one that keeps coming through. It says, Visiting Boston. I didn't read the whole thing, but I'm like, yeah, it's Boston oh, yeah, Snow Show. going to Boston, and they wanted some information on where they should see and everything. And, and I think they're going to be there during the time of the show. So I've been at the show um, a few years running. Um, of course, it was canceled because of COVID and it was under different management, but they had a women's ski booth and it was called the, uh, the She Shed. I, no, I didn't come up with the name. And um, I they had me there uh, making an appearance and um, some other people too. It was very interesting. So do you bring that up and a couple things on that? You're right. It is under new management. Um, I'll be talking to Stephen Morgan, who's running the show. Well, he's running the company that's running the show. So we'll be talking to him later on. But the reason I went to the last Boston snow show, the, the only reason I was able to go for one day was because of Kathy Ben Harris. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. She's the one who who booked me for the, for the, um, she shed. Yep. uh, I was there with Donna Weinbrecht. She was there. Of course, she's the, uh, she won the first uh, gold freestyle, the first freestyle gold medal in the Olympics mm-hmm. um, a ways back. Um, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful person. She runs a uh, some clinics out of Killington, and she's been skiing up there for years and years, and just an, an all-around terrific person. So I, I don't know who's going to be there this year. I guess it remains to be seen. But um, anyway, you're bound to run into some interesting people. You are. Uh, yeah, talking to Dinah Weinbreck was awesome. I got her autograph, talked about oh, New Jersey cool. yeah. uh, before 
when Mountain Creek was not Mountain Creek, it was something else. I'll be son of a gun if I could remember the name, but I, I can't. Back when it was Great Gorge, I don't know if that's what it was before Mount, I, Mountain Creek, but maybe it was. I don't know. I think so. I can't remember, but uh, she and I, for some reason, I swear to God, and I'm not being blasphemous, this is 100% honest, that New Jersey is the center of the universe. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I forever... I ended up in New Jersey. I forever run into people from New Jersey. While I was in New Jersey, I used to run into people from Vermont that I went to high school with. Uh, everyone I've talked to has some kind of New Jersey story. Now, I don't know if I'm right. And she is from New Jersey. She is. And exactly. Yeah. What a skier. You know, oh, she, she's great. She had her gold medal with her and she let the little kids put it on, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I saw a couple of those go through. I was like, that's kind of awesome. I almost got down on my knees and turned my hat backwards. Like, I asked her, no, I asked her if I could put it on and she let me. That's the, nice. closest, that's the closest I'm ever going to get. But it was, it was fun. <laughs> I say, I'm good. I don't need to be an Olympic athlete. That's too much hard work. Yeah. Not that I'm afraid of hard work, but not that kind of work. That's, right. 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 that's for other people. Age notwithstanding, like that doesn't matter. Um, right. Right. So, uh, you know, there are ski shows all over the place. Um, so that's something that's coming up. And as I said, also, you know, you want to get some good gear. The ski swaps are going to be starting in the fall. Um, some of them I remember start even around Labor Day, and that's just in a few weeks. So um, I'll probably have to get working on my list for the ski swaps. But anyway, um, you know, keep an eye out and go and pick up some, some um, gently used equipment at a really good price. Absolutely. Get to those, get to that cheap stuff. Cause we all know it's one of the more expensive hobbies that any of us can have. Oh my so, gosh. It really is. It really and, is. And it gets, seems to get worse every single year for whatever reason. Um, but then why is everything else going up in price too? Um, get your pass early and then hit those early season ski swaps and some of the uh, early season sales. You forever see tent sales. That's true. Places. That's true. And, and the, the, it seems that in the past few years, it's been very difficult to find gear. I don't know, um, you know, with COVID and everything, a lot of the shops didn't order or weren't able to get the kind of inventory that they had in the past. And finding new stuff has become really not an easy task, you know. So um, I, I want to get myself a new pair of boots this year. And I'm thinking, boy, I was thinking about it today. I was thinking, well, maybe I should start. Once I can get into the shops, I should get over there quickly because people ran. I mean, the shops seem to run out of stuff pretty easily in the past year. And and I think a lot of skis I've, I've been reading that some gear is made in the in uh, Ukraine. And with the um, with the situation over there, I don't know what might happen to production. It might be an issue. I don't know. It's true that you should definitely get on it because because of things like production issues wherever. I also read that Snowbrains article, and now it's being debated as if it's true or not. So I don't oh, yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a good source for that, but it, yeah, it, I don't either. Yeah, I don't, just don't know. I last year got my brand new boots, awesome. Got them decent price ahead of time. Come to need skis, and by the time I got to that, it season was in full swing. Everything was at full price, and it was I couldn't even get leases. I had to borrow skis for 
the oh, pretty much the entire season. Wow, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Get out there. Get out there now. Get it all now and get it get your stuff prepped as well because if you might not be able to buy at the shops, but at least they can wax and sharpen your gear if you don't do it yourself. I usually get a program for the whole year. Then I can just go to the ski shop whenever I want for I think usually it's for up to like three pair of skis. You can bring your skis in and have them um, waxed and tuned however many times you want. So if you, if you get in on that early, you can get them to get all your equipment ready for the season and just maintain it for the whole for the whole year for you. Absolutely, and that's, uh, I, I'm with that 100%. I don't have a place and I don't have the know-how. I don't know how to sharpen my skis. I'm not gonna lie yeah. about it. I mean, there are a lot of great videos and that show you how, and there are a lot of people who do that, but um, it's just not something that I personally wanna do. So anyway, I just bring them to the shop and they do it for me. And I'm lucky enough to live, you know, here in beautiful Vermont where there are ski sh a lot of ski shops. So I kind of have my choice about where to bring them. Yeah. Just just one town over, I can think of four or five right off the top of my head. There are probably four or five right in my town. So um, it's pretty easy to get them done. Yeah, it, it really is. And try and go on a Monday because by then everybody who's on vacation has gone home and they're yeah, empty. Yeah. That's what and, I do. I don't know. The other thing you can do to get ready for ski season, if you don't mind my shameless plug by is, all means um, you can start reading books or watching videos or whatever there are a lot of great ski movies coming out and i just so happen to have written <laughs> two um ski mysteries a while back and they've been out for a while but i'll bring them up anyway just because i can yeah. um if you like mysteries and you like something that's fun and light um i wrote two a number of years ago one is called double black it's a ski diva mystery. And the other is called, the second one is called Fade to White. And both have the same main character. She gets into different situations. In, uh, in Double Black, she's a young woman. Her name is Stacy Curtis. And uh, she's an art history major in uh, Boston, finds out her fiance is um, cheating on her and decides to leave everything behind and move to a small Vermont ski town where she starts living in her car because she doesn't have any place to um, to live. And she's working in like a, a bar. And one day she finds a ring of keys behind the jukebox. It's from one of these maintenance companies that takes care of all the condos on the, on the mountain, all the ski houses that are empty 95% of the time. So she starts going around and unlocking the different doors and uh, spending a night in each one because she needs a place to sleep until one day she unlocks a key, unlocks a door and she finds a dead body. <laughs> and it's something really that could conceivably happen if you think about it because so many of these condos and houses are empty all the time, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. all the time. It could happen. So anyway, so the book is, the, the novel is all about her interactions in the community and who did it and what their motives might be. And it's fun. It's light and it's just fun. I like the idea of it because it sounds like a ski bum tale, but those usually focus around booze and drugs and hookups and whatever. Now you've got a mystery. That's a little you different. Got a mystery. Well, if you want to focus on drugs, there you go. Fade to white. <laughs> Which oh, and the, there you go. <laughs> the second one I wrote, actually, it's based on a very real thing that happened to me when I was a kid. I was skiing at the aforementioned Great Gorge. They were filming a mouthwash commercial. 
And I just, it's an image that always stuck with me that when they were doing this commercial, I have no idea what the product was. But anyway, in Fade to White, it's a story about a uh, kind of a has-been um, actor, you know, kind of a Harrison Ford type, but he's a has-been, comes to this ski town that Stacy Curtis is in and, to film a mouthwash commercial. <laughs> and he and he's kind of a know-it-all, kind of a pain in the neck, and then he goes missing. So they oh, don't know if he's dead. They don't know what happened to him. Anyway, so that's what Fade to White is about. That book, I have to say, I think is hysterically funny, but I make myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, those are two very fun books that if someone is interested, you know, um, you can find them on Amazon, and it's kind of a good way to get yourself in the spirit of skiing when there's no snow on the ground. And of course, you know, you can always go to YouTube or Amazon or whatever to see old ski movies or even ones that aren't quite that old, really. I think there are a lot of them out there and that'll get you in the mood for skiing too. It, it will. And I think the arts go so hand in hand. And I think other people agree with this too. I mean, you have two novels that you've written, um, fiction, but still there's tons of film that are fiction as well. Then there's the nonfiction stuff, the stuff from Warren Miller, TGR, Matchstick, you name it, you know, Poor Boys, whatever. Um, there's so much out there, right down to people like Kim K, who illustrated her book, Skiing A to Z, totally and, more and, uh, whimsical, but... And there's a book, I don't know if anybody has read, or who's read this, but it's it's really, really interesting. It came out the past year. It's by Heather Hansman, okay. and it's okay. called uh, Powder Days. Have you read it? I have not read it. Oh, okay. Well, it's an excellent, excellent book, and it's kind of about the fate of ski bums in today's world and how the, how the ski industry has changed lives for them and for ski towns and for people who go skiing, what, how that has evolved over the years. It's a fascinating book and I would highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in, in any component of skiing, the ski industry or being a ski bum, what that's like now, or um, life in the ski world these days. That sounds great. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Powder days. <laughs> there it is. I, I interviewed her for my blog, Heather, and it was, it was, uh, she was fascinating. She, she's done a lot of writing for um, Outside Magazine. She had a, she's had a couple other books out also. I think she had a book called Down River, which was about um, water in the West. Okay. So she's, she's kind of an investigative Person. She had been a ski bum herself many, many years ago. So she kind of contacts a lot of her cronies to see where or her old ski bum friends to see how they're making out in today's world. And the ski world has changed so much. I don't have to tell you how it's changed over the past few years. So oh, it's, it's kind of what's happened to them and to the ski world in general. Absolutely. The, the, the whole thing has changed. And this season is going to be interesting to see now that the COVID-19 yeah. is just about a bad memory. We're, we're going to ramp up for something else, probably monkey pox or, or <laughs> oh, God forbid. Who knows? I mean, I always tell everybody, keep your head down. Keep your head down, eyes forward. I know you're, that sounds stupid, but you know what I mean. Uh, and just have a good time, right? Absolutely, because it's yeah. fine. Where are you going to be this year? I heard the pre preliminary weather reports are saying New England and many parts of the U.S. are going to get it this year. I hope so, because last year was not the best. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, at least we were all out there skiing, so I really can't complain about that. But it was not the best ski year. Um, no. I, I'm, I'm ready for a really good blower year. I think uh, we're due. We are due, and this 
you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping they're right. Again, these are still the preliminaries, so we'll see. It, it should be awesome. Where are you going to be this year? Killington, these places? Well, I have I have the um, the Epic Pass. Mm-hmm. I have I'm one of them. I can't even remember which one. Um, I have the Icon Base Pass. So the Epic Pass allows me to ski at um, Okemo, Stratton, Mount Snow. Um, I have the Icon Base Pass, which lets me skis at Stratton Unlimited and Sugarbush Unlimited. It gives me five days at Killington. And I also have a midweek pass at Bromley. Nice. And I have to say, last year was my first year with a Bromley midweek pass. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. I mean, what a sweet mountain, you know, kind of old school. You know, it's kind of off by itself. It's not in with one of these big companies like Vail or Altera. It's quiet. Um, you know, the runs aren't overly gnarly and they're not as long as some of these other mountains. But I don't know. It just brings a smile to my face whenever I go there. I still have to get out there and ski Bromley. Double because I finally met the Fairbank family, Brian and Tyler, up at the uh, Hall of Fame up there. Brian Fairbank got the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh They they love it. They love all their mountains. And that mountain is just cool anyway. Plus, it's it's south-facing. Yeah, it's south-facing. I mean, I can go over there, and you're almost always in the sun. And you're looking across the valley at Stratton, and there's a big cloud at the top. Yeah. I mean, I love skiing Stratton. I really do. And I kind of bounce around because I just get... I get kind of bored just skiing at the same place all the time. Like last year, I went over to Bretton Woods and I went over to um, Sunday River and I went all the way up to Saddleback in Maine. Yeah. I've been there before and oh my gosh, it was minus 22 when I was there. But what a fantastic mountain. Just so much fun. Um, and uh, it's about 45 minutes from Sugarloaf, which is another great place to ski in Maine. Um, I love Maine skiing. It's fantastic. So um, this year, I'm probably hoping to do the same. And I'm going to go out west already. I already have that planned. I'm going to Taos. I've never been to Taos before. We, I was just talking about Taos. Um, yeah. it, it looks ridiculous. Like there's a small string of blue and green between black and more blacks. It's- yes. And they had, a, I think they had a terrific winter last year. So probably because I'm going to go, it'll, you know, it'll be dry. I hope not. I'm hoping they get a lot of snow, and I'm really excited about going out there. I think they will because they have that advantage. I think their peak is 12,000. Yeah, they're pretty high. They're pretty high. So be careful with that for anybody who goes out there. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that, to be honest. But I haven't had too many issues after a couple days. I usually, you know, get into that pretty well. Yeah, well, that's what they say. A couple days is all you need to acclimate. I don't know. I uh, The altitude whips me, so. If you can, to give your body a chance to get used to it. And then I think there are some medications that you can take. Diamax, I think, that can help you with um, altitude and things like that. So. It's worth exploring if you think you might have some issues. It's true. Uh, talk to your doctor. That that is yeah. a that is a real thing. I I just avoid the high mountains now. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Call me a wuss, but you know what? It's more oh, efficient think, my way. It can happen. I um, my husband had a bad case of altitude sickness, and the thing is, it can happen. It doesn't matter how many times you go out. It can happen the first time. It can happen the tenth time. Mm-hmm. You know, it just can happen or may never happen. But I usually get a little short of breath and um, I have trouble sleeping. But I have trouble sleeping all the time, so that's not anything new. But anyway, I have trouble, more trouble sleeping out there. And the first couple of days, I get a little breathless, you know. 
But that's, but Taos, you're right, Taos is very high. I think the highest previous place I've been at has been um, A Basin. That's very high. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's high. Uh, I don't know which is higher, Taos or um, A Basin. Probably A Basin, but I don't know. Yeah, that'd be worth looking up to find out. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I'm, I'm excited about going out to Taos. That'll be fun. Absolutely. Hey, bounce around. You said you yeah. were bouncing around. I agree with that. Um, Saddleback is one of those places I've never heard anything bad about. And since it's yeah. on the Indy Pass, you know, that yeah, the other fun thing I did last year was I went over to Whiteface that I just love Whiteface. You know, a lot of people diss it. They say, oh, it's ice, ice face. Well, this is the East. You're going to get ice anywhere. And I think probably people calling it that is a vestige from years ago when they didn't have good snowmaking. They didn't have good grooming, but they have all those things now. The vertical there is, I think it's the highest in the Northeast anyway. Um, it's higher than Jay Peak. The mount, the um, trails are really, really long and just, it's so much fun. So much fun. And I got to ski with um, Andrew Weibrecht, who um, has won two Olympic medals yep. and is a sweet, sweet guy. I was over there for a, um, covering a women's <sighs> clinic for my blog. And he was part of the clinic. You know, that was part of the thing is that you could ski with, with Andrew. It was um, a clinic that was done by the Mirror Lake Inn in con partnering with, um, with Whiteface. And um, Andrew Weibrecht's parents own and run the Mirror Lake Inn, which is a gorgeous place to stay in Lake Placid, one of my favorite places to go. And um, Whiteface is just a phenomenal place. So a lot of people, you know, they're always thinking Vermont and Maine and New Hampshire, but New York State, I mean, right there in the Adirondacks, that's a great place to go skiing. Absolutely. New York, upstate New York has the most ski areas in the country, if I'm not they mistaken. They do, and a, a little known fact, not a lot of people know that, but yes, New York State has, has the most number of ski areas in the country. And many yep. of them are quite small, but you know, and then there's then there's uh, Whiteface, so I guess it runs the gamut. And, and Lake Placid's awesome. That's a cool town it anyway. Is. Like it's a great that's... town. It's a great town. And when you go there, I mean, they are just bathed in the um, in the spirit of the Olympics. I mean, everything is the Olympics there. They have the Olympic ice rink, and they have you know the bobsled. You can actually go and ride the bobsled which is so fun, you know, the Olympic bobsled. You go there and you can see the uh, the ski lift jumps and you can go over to the cross-country ski area there, which is um, uh, just a, a fantastic place to go. And you can be, you can take lessons from people who are Olympians. And it's, it's an amazing thing to do. The Olympic culture is alive and well there. And the cool thing it about really it is, is it's a small town. It's it is. not Salt Lake City. You know, no. so it, it's, 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 it's really a different experience to say, wow, they had, and again, I know those Olympic games were in a different time. It wasn't the 21st century, obviously, but it was right. like, yeah, they were able to get it done in this little upstate New York town. They did. They and did. And it's very cool. It's a very cool place. Um, I actually want to get out there. I want to do a lot more New York if I can this year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but I I'll plan. I'll get out to the White Place because it's a fabulous mountain. Um, Gore is, is a nice one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's not too far from Whiteface. You could do, you could actually do both of those and it'd be a, it would be a great trip. 
Oh, I think so. I would love to get to Whiteface, Gore. I would even do West Mountain over there in Queensbury, yeah, I believe is yeah, the town. That's right. It's it, and it's not far. The beautiful thing about where Skirex Media is located is that I'm not really far from a lot. I'm like three and a half hours driving from Lake Placid. Like New Yorkers are spending more time in the car to get up here than I would to get out there. I think that's oh, a win. Sure they are. Yeah, absolutely. With less traffic, right. <laughs> mind you. Yes. Also, as this year, if anybody has like, a, and I always push it, everybody head out to Whaleback. Go get a day at Whaleback. <laughs> yeah. The smaller everybody. areas, I tell you, the smaller areas, that's the heart and soul of skiing. And um, you can just have a blast without the crowds. Just get out there and just have a great time. And Whaleback has night skiing too, which is very unusual for this part of the world. It, they have night skiing. In fact, right now they're doing a fundraiser to get night skiing upgrades. So if anybody yeah. hasn't checked that out yet, or it might actually be done by the time this airs, this broadcast yeah, I think, is published. I think Bolton has night skiing too, but yep. they're the only two there. Yeah, and uh, that's all I can think of. Yeah, it's like there. It's around. But it's few and far between. I think like Waterville has some night skiing. Little places do. Little places do. Little places do, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I don't know. Does Cochran's have night skiing? They might. I think they might. I think they Northeast might. Slopes might. Yeah, they might. They're real small places. Cochran's, look at, you know, talking about small places that are a heart and soul of skiing and Olympians coming out of small places. I mean, the Cochran family is legendary in the ski world. Mm -hmm. And they are right there. They're running the mountain. They're teaching at the mountain. They have a fantastic kids program over there. It's it's just unbelievable. And it's small. But hey, you know, you're not going to find a better caliber of people than over there. And I tell everybody, don't shy from the small places, man. Like, I get it. It's really fun to go to the big resorts with all the amenities and tons of trails and stuff. But man, sometimes the small places are where it's at. You just just fun just fun and like whaleback yeah. you know people see it I, I tell them it's the most accessible ski mountain i've been to it has its own highway exit interstate exit it does i've i've driven by there many many times it's like right on the road it, it's right the there not just the road the interstate it's on 90 91. if you chuck something out of your car it's going to land in their parking lot yeah pretty without much. trying it's absolutely and they have they're not all groomed and they're not all snowmaking so they've got some stuff that if you like a little challenge you can get it so i love that place i i can't wait to for their season to fire again i am a pass holder that's why i'm plugging them and uh and i love those guys over there john hunt alex katie who runs the ski uh school over there they're all great people so mm -hmm. you know get over there i tell everybody get over there but that's mm -hmm. awesome you're gonna be bouncing around i'm gonna be bouncing around we're all set for the season yep. um anything else you want to throw out there for be uh for no for, except for season? you know anybody who's listening if you're a woman and you love to ski go on over to the skidiva.com in case you don't know what it is um it is the leading online community for women who love to ski we have women from all over the country all over the world who want to come together to talk about gear technique resorts pretty much anything and everything related to skiing. It's a great community and um, you can get a lot of fantastic information on um, just about anything you wanna know about skiing and everybody is so supportive and uh, really a lot of fun. So 
Um, we have over, we have about 7,500 registered members. Um, in, in order to participate, you do have to register. So we have 7,500 registered women on the site. So, you know, things are a little slow over there right now, but um, it's gonna start picking up and um, we're gonna have a lot of ski talks. So please come over and join us. Absolutely, everybody check it out. Again, theskidiva.com. Yep. Head over there, subscribe. That way you can read the blog every time a new post comes out. Get in on the forum, yep. forum. talk to all the ladies who are like-minded like you are. Yep. Snow sports are for everyone. They are, they are, and and this is a way that uh, you know we women can talk about things that are of interest to us in a way that we want to talk about them. That's right. So testosterone environment, <laughs> which can be fun too sometimes. But hey, you need you need what you need. Well, so, I think I think it's a lot of fun. So come on over. It is a lot of fun. Uh, Wendy, very insightful. She knows her stuff. She lives here. She lives it, she breathes it, she knows it. So go over there. It's a lot of good information, a lot of good people. It's very yep. cool. I think. Um, also check out her books on Amazon as well, um, Double Black and Fade to White. Yep. Check both of those out. I'll be doing that. They are available, I think, in both hardcover and ebook. Ebook. Um, yeah, Kindle. Um, also paperback. Paperback, so, I mean. Paperback. Sorry about that. Yep. <laughs> I yep. said hardcover. Um, hard copy is what I meant. Yeah. Um, so check that out, Wendy. She knows her stuff. And also, there's links to all this stuff in the show notes in the description um, and links to the first episode. And you know what? I'll link the uh, season finale last year when it was wow. me and Wendy and People Lindsay Delorier. So People are going to be so sick of me. <laughs> That's what you want in this world, I think. <laughs> if okay. you're popular enough that people are getting sick of you, that's a good thing. And me, I don't care. Me, I want people. J-Lo, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I want people to be getting sick of me. And then I'm going to push even harder. Oh, God. All right. I'm going to get canceled, but it's because people are done. Joking aside, though, Wendy, very thank you very much again for coming on. Again, Wendy knows her stuff. It's very interesting. Links to everything, her books, her websites, everything will be in the description. Check that out. If you're not in the car, if you're listening to the car, wait till you pull over. Don't look at your phone. Right. You will get a ticket yeah. and you will get hurt um, or you could get hurt. Uh, thank you again, Miss Wendy. I really do appreciate it. We'll see you out there this season. Thank you. We're going to have to go for a number four. <laughs> we can do number four. We'll do it at the end of the season again. Yeah, we'll have to do number four. I'll start thinking about what to talk about already. Or if I catch you out there, because I want to yeah, get to Yeah, Bromley. yeah, 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 a mid-season check-in. Absolutely, because I'm going to be bouncing, and I'm hopefully not going to catch that COVID. That put me down for a month last oh, year. Oh, I know. Everybody stay safe and stay healthy. Absolutely. get yep. Just be healthy, Be have fun, get your gear ready, and we'll yep. both see you out there. Wendy, thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. And there she goes, Wendy Clinch. Wendy's awesome. Every time we do an episode, every time we talk, which isn't often, you know, like I said, three times she's been on the program, but she's awesome every single time. She knows a lot about what she's talking about. She really pushes the ski diva culture that she's had a hand in creating. Like she is legit and it's really awesome and she's awesome. And I really do hope she and I can get out there this season. I also hope that I can read her books and speaking of which, skidiva.com. That's the forum. That's her blog. That's all the information she's talked about here. That's where she puts it. Skidiva.com. Check the show notes. As I said. 
and for all the links again also links to her books check out her books they are fiction but they sound like a lot of fun I'm gonna check them out I, I am trying to become more of a reader I've always been a film guy and man it would be awesome if her books were made into films well it could be awesome but if you know my opinion on modern day film adaptations of anything I'm very rarely happy with any of it anymore so check out her books again on Amazon look up you know Wendy Clinch look them up by the titles find them read them enjoy them paperback and Kindle all kinds of stuff there for you uh, skidiva.com like I said and then when you're done over there head to skirexmedia.com there you can find everything about skirex media everything about the podcast everything that I want to put out about snow sports which I do as often as I possibly can that also includes links to social media my patreon as well remember if you are a patreon subscriber there are three tiers something there for everybody if you are a subscriber one of the things you get is the podcast three days ahead of time the podcast you have early access to the podcast on Sunday it comes out Wednesday for general audiences that's kind of cool plus there's some other things over there you can check that out whenever you're ready I thank you for listening as I always do I do appreciate it I hope you have a wonderful day or night or whenever you are listening to this enjoy the rest of the summer because there isn't much left enjoy the fall and then hopefully we can all enjoy an awesome winter right right enjoy whatever we have whenever we have and whoever you're doing it with I'll see you out there this is Tim from Ski Rex Media later Thank you.